We're going to turn to the news this evening uh, from Hamas officials that they're close to reaching a truce agreement. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu saying that there was a deal in prospect and briefed his cabinet about it. It comes obviously after 13,300 people, uh, according to Gaza's health ministry, have died, including 5,000 children have been killed uh, in the conflict there. And... 1,200 people killed in the October 7th Hamas attacks on Israel. 240 people abducted. This is what's at the core of this particular deal. And Israel's Prime Minister is reported to have recommended a ceasefire to facilitate a hostage swap on this. I've been asking Kim Sengupta, World Affairs Editor with the London Independent, what the bare bones of the deal are as we know it so far. Well, what we think at the moment is that uh, the the numbers are initially 50 hostages being released, uh, women and children, and the Israelis uh, eventually releasing 150 prisoners, also women and children, from uh, jails in Israel. Now, that's the, the, the very basic uh, tenets of it. Uh, we're also told that apparently the Red Cross will be able to visit uh, hostages will not be released immediately um, and be able to provide uh, medication for them. Now, um, to enable this exchange to take place, there is a a, a ceasefire, which we are told is going to be uh, four days initially. Uh, However, that can be extended uh, with the release of other hostages. And the Israeli government uh, says unofficially at the, at the moment, because they haven't actually uh, yet voted on this, that they are prepared to extend that ceasefire more, uh, dependent on how many hostages are freed. However, they're also saying that once the hostages are freed, the ceasefire will end and uh, warfare will continue. We should get some clarity then, presumably, on how many hostages have survived based on the, the negotiations to negotiate further ceasefires? Absolutely. I mean, we, 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 we know that um, they, they found at least one body and hostages um, are not just held by Hamas, we are told. As some are held by the, the, uh, the other main militia in Gaza, Islamic Jihad, and also some are supposedly held by clan members. Now, uh, Hamas, as part of the deal, um, has said they'll secure all the hostages and uh, and start releasing them. And what they have said is they need time to get the, all the hostages together, you know, for this process to begin. Uh, initially, uh, they and the Qataris, who are the interlocutors, asked for five days. Um, the Israelis refused that. Uh, they uh, agreed to three days, the Israelis. Now it seems from what we're hearing there is a four-day pause in fighting, which, um, as we say, can be extended. Do we know when the first hostages will be released by? Uh, We don't, but it really depends on on when the the ceasefire is signed off by the Israeli cabinet. It hasn't been, uh, that hasn't happened yet. They've been meeting for uh, over five hours. The numbers indicate that um, the vote will be in favour of acceptance. You've got uh, two religious hardline right-wing parties who have said that they are not going to back the deal. But even without their uh, support, uh, Mr Netanyahu should be able to, to get the deal through Parliament. 
You mentioned the International Committee of the Red Cross there and Qatar. Who were the players that put this deal together and what roles did they play? Well, Qatar has been the main conduit uh, uh, with Hamas because, of course, you know, Hamas leaders, the, the political leadership, uh, live in Doha and they have also been providing a f- for substantial funding for Gaza over the years, up to a, a billion dollars. And, you know, they have been the, the people speaking to Hamas. However, uh, part of the problem is that um, although the political leadership is in Doha, the military leadership uh, is in Gaza, and it has been difficult at times to make contact with the military leaders because they are uh, in hiding, uh, presumably in the underground tunnels, tunnels um, underneath uh, Gaza. So that's been another uh, another issue, actually getting the messages to and fro from Gaza to Qatar and and then back to Israel. The U.S. has also played a, a very prominent role. Uh, you know, they've been uh, pressing the Israeli government uh, and uh, uh, Hamas through Qatar to um, get the deal done. Um, and of course, there are American hostages uh, in Gaza at the moment. Um, uh, President Biden has, has has spoken several times um, of his um, hope and desire to get this done quickly. And, and I think certainly the American pressure has played a part in uh, getting to the place where we are now. Indeed, and Prime Minister Netanyahu telling his cabinet that the US had worked to improve the framework being laid in, out in front of them to include more hostages, he said, at a lower price. But another Hamas demand was to remove drones and other aerial surveillance so that they couldn't be tracked or surveilled while they were gathering up the hostages or being in the process of releasing them. Did we hear any update on that condition being fulfilled or not? Well, that, of course, is a, in a very important and crucial one. The, the initial uh, reports we had was that the Israeli military were very, understandably, very strongly against this being implemented. Uh, however, uh, this was one of the key demands of uh, Hamas, so their positions are not uh, immediately exposed to the uh, Israeli military. Uh, and if the deal is passed by the Israeli cabinet, then one assumes that some kind of understanding has been reached on that, you know, for the agreement to take place. Now, the families of hostages are gathering, are starting to gather in Tel Aviv this evening. Is that the dynamic that got the Israeli government to accede to a ceasefire because they had turned their face against it, as you said earlier, because they said it would allow Hamas to regroup? What do you think changed their minds? Was it political pressure, the families, what? Well, political pressure, uh, not just domestic, but international as well, because don't forget, a lot of the hostages are uh, dual nationals. Uh, and, the, and the other factor, a very important factor, is again something you mentioned, the families. Now, we, we have met them in Israel. They are uh, impassioned, but they're also um, uh, highly organized. They're articulate, educated, and, and they have led a you know, pretty tireless and effective um, campaign. You know, they have been lobbying uh, not just in Israel, but abroad as well, uh, in, in, in various countries. And, and they have been a, an effective voice. And uh, you know, initially, uh, there was a feeling that the Israeli government and the military would be prepared to almost sacrifice the hostages, but that became untenable very early on. And that was you know, mainly thanks to the uh, 
the, the, the very high profile activities of the, of the families groups. Now, obviously, people in Ireland would be hopeful that Emily Hand, the nine-year-old Irish-Israeli girl, would be released in the first tranche of, hosp- of hostages. She certainly meets the description. But the role of US hostages in this, you mentioned Joe Biden would have pressed for them. Did that add to the pressure on Qatar to convince Hamas to start releasing hostages, that it would not want to be in a position of being seen to be in connection or in alliance with Hamas if they were holding US and other Western hostages? Well, Qatar obviously has got, um, as you can imagine, a, a pretty substantial leverage over Hamas, A, because the, the political leadership um, has got refuge there, you know, plus to get a huge amount of funding from Qatar. So of all the Arab states, Qatar is the one uh, which has been in a position to, to influence and and persuade Hamas to, to, to follow this path. And, and certainly the, the, the Americans have been pressurizing uh, Qatar uh, quite hard. Uh, uh, Nicholas Burns, the CIA chief, was there. Uh, uh, Anthony Blink, Blinken, Secretary of State, has been there as well. And the Qatari Prime Minister has uh, <clears throat> himself taken, uh, to a certain extent, charge of the negotiations. So, the, so they're very much you know, central to uh, what's been going on. And, and they've been very much working... Um, alongside the Americans who have taken a, uh, as you said, a, a very, very active role in, in, in the process. Kim Sengupta, World Affairs Editor with uh, the London Independent, talking us through what we know about the deal so far that's just been talked about um, this evening. Joe Flaherty, it's not quite a ceasefire. It's it's four days of a pause in the fighting. Uh, Israel's government talking about finishing off the mission should we be hopeful that that's just rhetoric or should we be hopeful that this is the beginnings of well, a more permanent ceasefire? It's certainly a positive start. You know, it, 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 there would be um, some concerns about the Israeli statement that, you know, it's not the, the end of the war. I think it's very clear that there's no military solution here. It has, it has to be absolutely in a negotiated settlement. And I think uh, if there is a ceasefire, however brief, uh, it, it needs to be a redoubling of efforts internationally to bring about a, a lasting settlement in this region because uh, what we've seen, the absolute carnage, the loss of life, 26,000 lives lost uh, irregardless there's no right side you know both sides are wrong here it was barbaric it was you know unrelenting slaughter on the parts of both sides albeit the numbers are much more significant in terms of the Israelis but we have two very entrenched sides and I think it's going to take a a combined effort of all all world voices to bring about a settlement here and I think we owe that to the people that have died we in relation to the hostages as you said there's 240 hostages there it's not acceptable that only 50 are coming out we need all of those hostages out it's you know it's a it's a, a wanton act of war to detain anybody like that and uh, it's it's not acceptable and uh, you know that both sides are negotiating and squabbling over the numbers that are released it's simply not acceptable and uh, we do need all hostages out and we need a sustained and ongoing ceasefire that allows us to negotiate the two state sol- solution because that is the only resolution for this troubled region all right duncan smith we were talking about you know european divisions earlier but a, a pause of even 4 days in the fight is time enough for Europe surely to get its act together and uh, try and encourage those that have maintained a close position to Israel for Europe to at least use those cordial contacts to try and encourage this ceasefire to last longer. Uh, Absolutely and and whilst uh, 
the the key figures are around the the table, maybe not literally, but figuratively talking to each other uh, about this four-day truce in order to allow the hostages. They need to keep talking. We can't underestimate the role of the US here. I mean, Netanyahu has said that uh, uh, Joe Biden has been influential in this hostage deal that seems imminent. However, the US are still um, supplying 14.3 billion euro worth of arms to Israel at this time. They are the main suppliers of arms to Israel. They are supporting this offensive, this war, and this war that Netanyahu says after the four days will continue. So, uh, I, I mean, Joe Biden and America can't claim a diplomatic credit on one thing if they're going to continue to finance and support the war and the murder and slaughter and the other. It's up to the big demo- democracies of the world uh, to to keep everyone around the table to try and build towards a lasting peace, which seems a million miles away at the moment. But we're in a particular nadir uh, and low point of the Israel-Gaza-Palestinian conflict. Uh, and we have to, as a, as, as a global society, pull ourselves out of that. The US have a key role to play along with Europe. Darren O'Rourke, four-day ceasefire, good start. Well, it, it needs to be much, much more. Um, and, you know, whether it's rhetoric or anything else, um, it, it's it's very concerning that there, there is that uh, indication that, that it's only four days. Um, and I think every pressure needs to be brought to bear. Um, you know, the, the European Union, you talk about fractured positions in relation to it. Um, it, it has you know, been been quite shameful the the response from the European Union and, and I, I think it hasn't gone unnoticed on the international stage. And Ireland can play a leading role in relation to this. We can look towards the, the measures that other countries have, have taken, recognise the state of Palestine, for example. Is that a commitment I think in the programme for government? Um you know, the Occupied Territories Bill, right. the introduction of sanctions, there's measures that can we'll, be taken we'll, and, we'll come back, and Ireland can step We'll up. come back to some of those issues. Very briefly, Louise Byrne, on a completely different issue, planning bill, 700 pages published tonight. What's the significance of this? Uh, 700 pages published tonight at 9pm. Uh, so uh, you'll forgive me. Too late me. for your deadline, Yeah, you'll it? forgive me if I haven't read all 700 pages at nearly 11pm. But this is what the government is describing as the new cornerstone for Irish planning for the coming decades. And I think kind of one of the main parts of it or what the government is saying is the main part is timelines for planning applications and kind of better ideas of when decisions will be made, how decisions are made. And I think one thing that people were perhaps concerned about is the idea of judicial reviews. That system is going to be reformed. Um, It's not going to be reformed to the extent which where there were concerns before that things like residence associations aren't going to be allowed to... Uh, put in a JR but unfortunately I'll have to come back to you tomorrow when I've read 700 pages that's all we have time for my thanks for the guests in studio